Did you know that an estimated 250 million trees can be saved each year if every published newspaper is recycled? Wow, that's really amazing. Like, I think we should all be recycling the newspapers. I'm, going, mean? To, I'm going to stop reading newspapers, actually. Why? Come on, 250 million trees a year? Then what will you be doing instead? <laughs> I read on my phone. You read on your phone? Yeah, <laughs> I read on my phone. And my father once um, stopped the newspaper guy from bringing his press to the house just because of the cost, but not for environmental reasons. He perhaps, was like, perhaps you should have asked him. Perhaps he had environmental reasons. No, reports. not environmental. I'm really sure it was the cost of it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the ELF podcast. My name is Anita. I'm an environmentalist and it's my pleasure and delight to introduce you to this podcast. The Environmental Leadership Forum ELF is a community of environmental leaders with a stewardship mandate to promote a clean, healthy and diverse environment. ELF is a membership organization that supports the training and development of our members and also undertakes initiatives to transform the planet to sustainability. Today, humanity is facing a cold red on three fronts. The climate crisis is a huge immediate concern. Impacts are growing, and we are still heading for a disastrous global temperature rise of 2.7 degrees Celsius this century. The nature crisis is a huge immediate concern. The way we build our cities and infrastructure, run our food, energy and mobility systems is destroying the natural foundation of our prosperity and health. The pollution crisis is a huge immediate concern. Our dependence on fossil fuels, poorly managed chemicals and pesticides is poisoning the air, land and water. These three crises intertwine into a single planetary crisis, a crisis we must tackle. It falls on you and I to take action today and every day to revert this crisis. I'll be hosting this episode with Edwin Baumful. He is the executive director of the Environmental Leadership Forum and an MPhil student in Environmental Resource Management at KNUSD. We'll be sharing some facts and ideas on how we can take actions to revert this crisis. Welcome, Edwin, to the ELF podcast. How does it feel like being here for the second time? Thank you so much, Anita. It feels really fantastic. At least I get to do something I love once again. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I'll be conventional and just go straight to the point. Yes. Can you tell me what the environment is to you? I think I'll just follow on the, the, the definition we've had for the environment since primary school days. Mm -hmm. uh, the environment consists of everything that surrounds us. Mm -hmm. Being it. Oh, we need the air we breathe, we need the trees around us, we need other human beings. You know that definition has come to stay because you are made to chew it from primary school. However, um, when we come to the university, they introduce us to um, other attempts for the environment. You're right. Like, according to Gisbeth, the environment is anything immediately surrounding an object and exerting a direct influence on it. And also by Ross, another scholar, an environment is an external force which influences us. And you realize that um, it's all focusing on man, like the us. Mm -hmm. Um, it's all focusing on man. So man is very key in the environment. Man is like the central unit of the environment. Exactly. So um, man determines how the environment will be like in terms of it being um, clean, safe, and safe. Yeah. yeah, right. I think that's because it is man that is defining it now. If it was a lion defining the environment, the lion would also probably say us. 
Mm-hmm. But because we are humans, they become central to us. Okay, so what's the, some of the functions of the environment to um, man? The environment has three, three functions. Three, just three. Categorized <laughs> into three. The very first one is the provision of raw materials. Mm-hmm. Yes, the environment is the hub where we get all raw materials for economic production. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that means that without the environment, we, we do not have an economy. So every form of prosperity, every form of success that we see around, it's possible because the environment is in place. It's just like a fun fact where we said we get um, papers from trees. Yes. The second function is the provision of environmental services. So we have the botanical gardens and recreational centers where people go there to relax and connect with nature. So that's another yes, yes. And also about, function. Yes, and also about um, air purification by trees, removal of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and all. Okay, so I'm moving on to the third function, which is the assimilation of waste. The environment has a built-in capacity to break down waste into smaller elements so that they can be recycled and reabsorbed through various cycles, such as water cycle, nitrogen cycle, and carbon cycle. So um, we should be careful with the way we um, dispose things into the environment, like our water, even our water bodies. Yeah, you should be careful with the way we dispose things because it's reached a point that the environment can no longer accommodates the waste and it serves as pollution to us. Exactly, exactly. That's what we call the assimilative capacity of the environment, mm-hmm. where you realize that um, the environment has a certain threshold that when it reaches, it will not be able to absorb whatever you put into it. So just as you rightly said, whatever we are putting into the environment, that's not going anywhere. Yes, the environment is a closed system. And whatever you put in just stays with us. And so whenever you're disposing waste, you should ask yourself what you can put to other use, what you can recycle, and all those principles. We'll be discussing more of that right here on this podcast. Okay, so do you think the environment has reached its limits to <laughs> absorbing the uh, waste? Because now if you walk through the streets of Accra, if you go to different places around the world, our oceans is being polluted. Um, our land is being polluted. So do you think the environment has reached its limits? Yes, yes. It has actually been proven that uh, we are actually in ecological overshoot. Okay, what that means is that uh, it would take us about 1.75 different Earths to sustain our current population. And if this current trend continues, we need about three different planet Earths by the year 2050 to sustain the current lifestyle that we have. So yes, the Earth has reached its current capacity. Speaking of carrying capacity, in the year 1972, there was a group called Club of Rome, which consists of people from academia, civil society, diplomacy, and industry. The Club of Rome proposed the Limits to Growth Model, a report on exponential economic and population growth with a finite supply of resources studied by computer simulations. According to the report, if current trends in the world population, industrialization, pollution, food production and resource depletion continue, the planet's growth limits will be reached within the next 100 years. Yes, that's something I personally find very interesting. You know, when the limits to growth report came out, in fact, during this preparation, they faced a lot of challenges. And so they found it very difficult even propagating the message. But it's funny how the report seems to be just playing out today. And we have just a few more years to 100 years. Yeah, I think they face so much challenges due to um, 
political interference. And yes, at some point there was some level of diplomacy and all in. in and what can you say about our environments being affected by political interference? <laughs> Politics runs everything in the world, my dear. <laughs> Politics runs everything in the world. And and before um, every bill is passed, you know, it passes through parliament and all. Mm -hmm. And everyone has his own interests. So if, if we have people who are not conscious of the environment in parliament, then it affects what happens to our environment. And that's why we are here at CLF, to raise leaders who will take charge of everything and know that oh, it is not only about the money, I mean economics, and it's not only about the social aspects of life. But to have sustainable lifestyle, we need to have economics, social, or society and environment to think of. That's why ELF exists. Yeah, so what are some recommendations you can give now to... It's happening, but it has not fully happened. So what are some of the recommendations you can give now to... Oh, I think that it started somewhere in some parts of the world. People are facing droughts, people are facing famines and all of that. Yeah, some people still don't even believe in climate change. Yes. So what are some of the recommend some little things we can do in school, in our home to help? Yes, so I think that we can have a number of ways to live sustainably. We can, f we can start by saving energy. Yes. We can start by saving energy. Uh, we don't always have to put on the lights and we don't always have to uh, charge our phones when it's at 80%. You know, simple, simple steps will help us to get there. We can also try to go paperless for some time because paper is produced from trees. Yeah. So once we have these smart devices, we can just decide to fall on them. We should minimize our students. We should also minimize the number of times we take notes in our books. This was one of the reasons why I was taking my laptop to lectures every time. I remember from second year to final year, I was always with my laptop typing in lectures. Mm -hmm. Some of the lecturers did not agree with me, but I wasn't bothered. I, was, I, I knew what I was doing, and so I was always insisting on that. Okay, and we can also eat less meat. You know, people have a lot of, there's a lot of uh, debates about how meat contributes to uh, saving the environment, but meat, meat is nice, just like any other things that's, that bring the environment to destruction. Meat is very nice, but you can help to reduce the impact that the meat industry has on the earth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you can also use reusable alternatives. Instead of buying bottled water in plastics, you can actually buy a reusable bottle, okay? But I Plastic. have a problem. Don't mm -hmm. you have to pour the sachet water into it? Still having that's because of the system that we have in the country, mm -hmm. okay? But at least that's better than... The sachet is better than the plastic? No. What I mean is that with that, you have a better way of controlling it, okay, than just buying water whenever you go out and leaving the trash somewhere oh, okay. that you don't have control over. Okay, so I have water bottle in my house. I fill it from the house. Do you understand? Then I save the waste in my house. Then I know how I'm controlling that waste. All right. You understand? Yeah. Exa exactly that. I give a point. Um, we should walk more and pick less boats, especially for short distances, less cycle. <laughs> Anita, do you have a bicycle? No. You can, you can always, always borrow mine. Yeah. <laughs> you, can always, you can always borrow my bicycle. Yes, I got a bicycle recently because I want to reduce my uh, carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I realized that of late I do a lot of journeys back and forth mm -hmm. across the campus, across town, doing running business errands. So I just got a bicycle. 
I do deliveries on my bicycle. I attend most of my meetings on my bicycle. So you can also consider getting a bicycle. It's, it's not that expensive. You can also save water, reduce the amount of time you spend in the shower. Please stop singing and dancing in the shower. Try to harvest rainwater if you can and use it for flushing your toilets and watering plants. The last point I'm going to leave with you is buy eco-friendly products. Look out for eco-friendly labels on products when shopping. Yes, yes, that, that's what we are doing actually to apparel where we only package in paper bags. I don't think anyone can say they have seen reality apparel in a plastic packaging ever before. It doesn't happen, and we are not letting that happen. That's all because we are conscious of the environment and we want to promote sustainability. So we are wrapping up. So here is the recap of what we have done. On this episode, we discussed the definition of the environment, functions of the environment, a bit of limit growth theory, and ways to live sustainably. But before we end, if you're not part of our family on Twitter, go and follow us at podcast underscore ELF. We are also on LinkedIn as Environmental Leadership Forum. Follow our page to receive updates. Share this podcast with your friends. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.